lot of, a lot of agents in my office like, how do you do it? You know, how do you continue to work at this pace? Like, cause I'm, I'm kind of a high volume agent as opposed, there's two different strategies. There's like high price point and high volume, right? So I'm more of a high volume, meaning I do more transactions than the average agent. High, high price point means like, you know, high price point. You say you sell more expensive houses, you make the same amount of money as me. I just do more volume, right? So, um, Aiden's like, how do you do it? You know, how do you do it? I can't imagine myself doing that. And I'm like, I'm just getting, I'm just getting warmed up. You know what I mean? Like, if you think that I'm going to run at this pace for five more years and I'm going to be done, like, I'm going 20% right now. Like, that, like, Yes, sir. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Millionaire Mansion podcast. My name is James Hodgkin. I'm the owner of the Millionaire Mac Club, and we believe millionaires defined by the mindset, not monetary status. And you know, I am bringing some fire guests on weekly, man. Today, I have a friend, a big brother, Someone that I grew up watching from the distance, my guy Sam Levy, the above and beyond agent, one percent best, no, top, top one percent best real estate agent in AZ, the man, the myth, Sam Levy. How you doing, Sam? Let them know who you are, man. Man, that was a hell of an intro, man. Thank you for that. Oh, that was amazing. I mean, I'm just saying, man, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a regular dude. Uh, I'm a realtor, been in the game for about seven years now. And uh, yeah, I've been cracking the top 1% for the last couple of years. And, and this year will be no different. And I don't intend to ever not have that status again. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been a journey, man, but that's what I do. I'm a traditional re- residential real estate agent, a real estate investor, um, do a little bit of other investing as well, which I'd be happy to talk about, um, but mostly a traditional realtor, meaning help you buy, sell, invest, you know, that type of stuff. That's what's up. So, all right, you said seven years in the game. Yeah. I want to know because I seen it, I seen it from the, from a distance and I was like young, so I wasn't really peeping moves, but how did you get into the real estate game? Okay. So when I was 20, 21 ish um i was a junior senior in college mm-hmm. and uh where at, where at? i was at asu so I've, I've been in phoenix my whole life man I, I went to you know elementary middle high school then college at asu and i'm here still now um but so graduate? say again did you graduate of course bro. i graduated in 2014 man. i'm just saying asking me is the sky blue like i mean <laughs> uh no i'm playing but um so so when I was a junior, senior in college, I was getting my degree in marketing, which I which I ended up completing. But my my grandparents had both passed away, and so their house was just kind of sitting vacant. Um, and at that time, you know, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do um, career wise. You know, just like a lot of other people are kind of floating, right? Um, and, and and so my parents were just like, "Hey, you know, if you want to get your license." Um, you could try it out. Right. And in my head, I was like, oh man, like realtors, that's like a grandma job, you know, like, like that's, I'm not really interested in that, but I'll give it a shot. Right. So, so I gave it a shot. Um, you know, it was a, a really unique and rare kind of house. I had no idea of that at the time. 
Um, so that was in 2014, put the house on the market. Uh, within like three or four days, we had a full price offer. The deal was a cash deal, closed in like seven days. Um, I made a $30,000 commission and, uh, you know, and I was like, wow, like I can make a bag doing this job, you know? So like, right. so I, just, I just, I liked it a lot, you know, from that, that, that is not what the business is like. Um, that was a, an anomaly, but that was kind of my intro. And then I went into marketing, worked in a marketing agency for two years before that agency folded essentially. Um, and so at that time, I was kind of like weighing my options. I was either going to go work at a bigger marketing agency or I was going to give this a shot. Um, you know, at the time I was still living with my parents. I didn't really have any financial responsibilities. Um, so I figured, you know, if I'm ever going to be an entrepreneur, this is probably the, the best time to try it. Right. So I tried it and that was in starting in 2016. That was my first full-time year. So I've been an agent for seven years, full-time agent for five, um, coming up on six. So that was kind of, that was the origin story. Wow. So, whoa, you had a great beginner's beginner's luck to yeah. hop in the game. That's, that's, yeah. that's awesome. I was and lucky, it, man, for sure. Right. Five years and you're already top 1%. That's, that's crazy. So how'd you end up? What's, what's the brokerage that you're at now? So it's called the brokery. So, oh, yeah. so basically I've, I've jumped around a little bit, um, you know, and I started off at two like way bigger firms. Um, you know, one of them had like three or 4,000 agents. The other one had like 8,000 agents. The firm I'm at now, we have about 40. Um, so it's a way different feel. And how I ended up there was basically, uh, I came from a marketing background. Like I said, you know, marketing agencies are big on culture. You know, it was a, where I came from. It was a lot of like, you know, we played pool during the day. They kind of like, there was beer in the office. You know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of, fun and work right. when I transitioned into full-time real estate into these big brokerages it felt just like I knew nobody you know real estate can be a very like lone wolf type of yeah. profession where you just kind of you get you get yours and you stay out the way um I was looking for something that was more I, I want friends to be around me you know I want, I want my coworkers to be around me I want to make friends I want to be able to bounce ideas off people you know talk to people whatever um, so the brokery kind of got on my radar through a buddy. And then I connected with one of the owners and, uh, he was kind of recruiting me for a little bit of time. And then the situation happened where it was just the right time for me to, uh, make a move. And so that was in late 2018 and, uh, been here ever since. And it's been cool, man. You know, it's, right. a, it's a great company and it's a very cultured organization, you know, as far as, uh, we're like a people first company, you know, we do a lot of like company outings and uh, team meetings and just, just things to make it feel more like a family as a, opposed to just like, you know, here's 5,000 people that work at this company. Like if you need it, if you need to use the copier, you can come in type of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just not, that's not what I was looking for. What you're looking so. for, right. No. Okay. Um. So do you, obviously, obviously you can attribute more of your late success to experience but do you think that atmosphere was like a big reason that you started hitting hitting those numbers that you started hitting yeah I mean yes and no you know I think uh the company has done a lot for me and that's for sure you know they, they it's good to be able to look at people that you aspire to be like mm -hmm. and there's definitely some people there that I aspire to be like so that was nice to be close to them have access to them 
um, you know, see how they run their business. Uh, but I also think it was a time thing, right? Like if you're, if you're doing something for long enough, eventually you hit a tipping point mm-hmm. where it just, it kind of breaks. And, uh, I think it was just the culmination of both of those things, right. but the company has no doubt helped me tremendously. And, uh, you know, the ownership is great and I have a great relationship with, you know, everybody at the company and mm-hmm. they're very supportive. Um, you know, for example, I'm going out of town tomorrow for a week and I have somebody who's covering for me while I'm gone so that I can kind of unplug and not have to worry about, you know, what's happening back home. So they're going to cover your clients. Yeah. You still get the commission. Of course. What? I mean, we have a, we have an agreement, so it's not like it's totally free, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's nice. Right. So wait, where are you going? New York. My brothers live out there. So. That's lit. It's supposed yeah. to be cold, bro. I know. I know. I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm still like packing and all kind. Of, my flight's at six a.m. tomorrow, so I'm gonna be tired. But oh, you know, yeah. it is you what it is. On the plane. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Wait. That that actually led into my next question. What does your day to day look like? Uh, so it's kind of different every day, but on a normal day, like I'm probably up by six or so. Um. I'll try to do, I don't do this every day, but I just started um, like journaling. So I'll do a little bit of journaling. Um, I'll usually get like some form of a workout in, whether that just be like a 20 minute run or a two hour run, depending on the day or, um, you know, some push-ups, some, some just to get the, get the blood flowing. Um, Then I'm in the office by like eight or nine, depending on the day. Uh, from there, it's a lot of like, I just, I have a lot of kind of consistent things that I do. Like I post on LinkedIn every single day. So like I do that, I go through my LinkedIn messages. Um, I'll like look at all my social media stuff, like everybody else, you know, but I, I look at, I try to look at it from a little bit of a business perspective in the morning, see if I can like follow anybody that I want to make a client or that I want to make a relationship with. Um, you know, so I'll do that. And then I'll just start working on what I have to work on, whether that could be, you know, setting up showings, putting new listings in, you know, following up with clients, setting up a, like right now I'm, I'm getting ready to do a holiday gifts basically. So, you know, whether I'm coordinating that with uh, the company that's going to do the gifts, figuring out who's going to get one versus who's not depending on, you know, how the year went. Um, we just did an event where we gave out pies to all of our clients for Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, coordinating stuff like that. And then from there, it's like a kind of a steady flow of like just fielding calls, um, you know, working on other marketing stuff, talking to agents that come in the office and have questions, um, you know, and I'm in the office till about six every day. So that's, I'm out and about, but you know, I'll, I will come back, grab my computer and go home around six. Gotcha. So, so, Okay. Yeah, man. How, cause I, this is something that I heard on a podcast and like, I see, I see it with like you and JJ, how, how helpful has social media been in growing your business? It's been good, man. You know, I, I feel that like for me personally, I think social media is like a, it's a, it's an ancillary piece. So like I, where I get most of my business comes from my personal relationships Mm -hmm. and the way that I cultivate those is more, um, more in-person stuff. So like, you know, I play a lot of basketball. I get a lot of clients from that. I play golf. I get clients from that. 
um, you know, I see people at like restaurants or whatever, right? Like friends of friends. Like I see people at baby showers. I get clients from that. Like I just, I try really hard to integrate or not integrate, but make my life a lead generation tool, right? And and so social media is important because it allows people to, like if you met me at a, at a basket, if you met me at LA Fitness, right? And, and we follow each other on Instagram and then who knows when, when it's your time to buy a house, right? But if you see me constantly, like just sold, just sold, just sold, just sold, like video, 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 right? I'm doing lives, like whatever, right? I'm speaking right. at here and there. The chances of you thinking about me, at least thinking about me when it's time for you to buy or sell, are pretty good, right? And that's all I need. I just need you to think about me and give me an opportunity. Right. Because I know once I get in the door, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna get the business. Right. So um, that's that's where it's been big is like meeting people in in out in real life, bringing them into my social media, and then them seeing what I do. I'm not I'm not overly salesy. Like if if you met me, um, you know if you were to meet me at LA finish something, I'm not the guy that's going to go and push up on you and be like, I'm in real estate. If you ever need anything, let me know. But what I do do is I'm good at becoming friends with people and then getting them on social media, right. letting my social media do the talking for me. Kind of, so, kind of go up to them like, Hey bro, da, da, da. Hey, follow me on IG. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I just, I just, I just am who I am. Like I, I don't ever change my personality. Like I'm just, I'm, I try to be a nice and genuine person and like, you know, I try to not have that so much in my head of like, I want this person to become a client because it can, that can kind of be that it's like a disease in real estate because everybody is a potential client. So, um, you know, I try hard to just make friends and then hope that I can, I can convert them at some point. And if I can't, then I can't, you know, I still have another friend and like, I enjoy that too, you know? So have you, have you had any bad situations where you try to turn a, friend into a client and it went bad uh i don't think so i mean like it's i've i've had misunderstandings before with like people you know where i'm like oh like because eventually i will ask for the business you know like if like if if i if someone's asking me questions all the time or like you know constantly hitting me about this or that i'm gonna be like cool why don't we get some coffee and i'll you know i'd be glad to walk you through the process and sometimes people are like, oh, no, like I already have an agent. Right. And like then to me, I'm like, OK, you're wasting my time. Right. Like I, like we could be friends. Of course, I'm not going to like, you know, not be friends with somebody because their mom is a realtor or whatever. Like it's all good. Right. But don't because I do a lot of business. I have a lot of like uh, tactics, I guess you could say, that I use to like make deals happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't like to. I don't like to give those tactics away unless you're my client. You know, like, <laughs> got you, got you, got that's you. it. So, uh, yeah, but nothing crazy. I mean, you know, I try to, I try to remember that, like, in in this business, like, you know, I just, I'm just here to serve, and like, you know, if 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 I can serve you, then great. If not, that's cool too. You know, right, right. So, what what has come with being top one percent, man? Uh, it's not that crazy. You know, it just, what's come with it is a, is a lot of business. Um, a lot of responsibility in the way of like, you know, other people look to me for advice. Other people look to me for help. Um, a lot of pressure has come with it for sure. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, was yeah, the turnaround I mean, time fast? Say again. Was the turnaround time fast? From what? From in terms of like your responsibility, did your responsibility- uh, not really? I mean, it's just like no. I think uh, responsibilities. It, it's there's multiple types of responsibility mm-hmm. in the role that I'm in, right? I have a first and foremost, I have a responsibility to my clients. Mm-hmm. So when you become a, a bigger agent, you start producing a lot of deals. What, what that means is that you have a lot of stuff going on at all times, right? So it's not always easy to get back to people in a timely fashion, you know, serve everybody the same way. Because right. um, I, I, I pride myself on whether you're a $200,000 client or a $20 million client, you're going to get the same treatment. And that, that sounds cliche, but like, I, I don't, I try hard to not serve anybody differently. Right. Um, so what that means is like, you probably see me checking my phone a lot. Like what that means is like, if I'm awake, I'm texting you back or calling you back. If I'm awake, if, if, if I can answer the phone on the second ring, like I'm doing it, it's not uncommon for clients to, to, for me to miss a call and a client to text me like, Hey, are you good? Like, because I answer my phone that quickly and that often. Right. So it comes with that. It also comes with the responsibility of the other side of the responsibility is uh, agents look to me for questions and help, right? And so, you know, I feel a responsibility to help people because I was, I don't really feel that I'm superior to anybody. You know, we're at the end of the day, we all do the same job, right? We're all, we all help people buy and sell houses. It's not like I'm LeBron and, you know, you're a, a JV backup point guard, right? Like it's not, it's not like that. Like we all, we're all on the same level. So, you know, I try to, I try to help everybody, but sometimes it can get tough with, uh, with that juggle, but right. yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, a fair amount of responsibility. So, so bro with, with, because I noticed when I was trying to get you on the pod, how fast you responded, I was like, dang, like this yeah. is impressive. Um, I know, I know from the standpoint of work balance, it can get really tough for people. So for you, how do you like juggle it? Do you ever like schedule downtime for yourself? And this is going to be an extensive question. And do you ever have the problem? Do you ever have the problem of when it is your time off, you can't stop thinking about work? Of course. I mean, so I don't really have a work-life balance. Um, and like we were talking about off, you know, off recording, it's, it's taken a toll on some of my other, you know, areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have a work-life balance. I don't have an off switch. You know, I was in Spain uh, two years ago and like I was up at, you know, cause of the time difference, I was up at 3am on the phone with clients. You know what I mean? Like I just, that's just how I'm wired. Like I'm, I can't really turn it off. Um, and that's a blessing and a curse, right? I mean, it allows me to be more responsive than anybody else, but it also sucks when, you know, I want to turn it off, but I just can't, you know, like I, I, I don't have an off switch. Um, so that's, that's that, right. And I don't, I don't think that will ever change. So that's just something that you have to kind of learn to live with, in my opinion. Um, as far as like scheduling off time and stuff like that. Yes. I mean, I, I do have like, I live by my calendar, um, you know, and I'm trying to even live by it even more. I just, I just brought on an assistant. So like I'm working with her to help me change that around because, uh, you know, like I do still, I golf, 
I play in some like men's basketball leagues. Like, you know, just I do leisure stuff, but uh, most of the time it's I'm missing those. I'm moving things around. Right. Or I'm missing those games and stuff because of work. Um, so yeah, no, I, I don't have a work-life balance. I mean, I just, if, if I had like, I'm kind of ashamed to say this, but like the way that I am is like, if I had a dinner schedule with my girlfriend and a client was like, can we see this house at the exact same time? The, the chances are I'm probably going to cancel the dinner. Right. Uh-huh. And so, so that, that's where the toll on my personal life has kind of been had. Um, but you know, it's just, it, it's, it's part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't, I can't really change who I am. And like, it, right. it's a learning process. That's something I've been, we talked about it a little bit before. That's yeah. something I've been running into and I've, I've never thought I'm crazy, but I'm like, literally I told myself, all right, you just relax. And I, I, I find myself doing research, uh, editing podcasts, making phone calls, DMing people to get them to come on just different things. And I'm really like, okay, no, you need to put your focus somewhere else. And it just always gets drawn back. Yeah. You actually gave me good game and made me feel a bit more sane. Uh, It's a lot of people. I like that, man, you know, but I think as a, so I have a business coach that, that is a, that we're trying to work on the same thing currently is just, you know, trying to get a more, uh, more of a grip on work-life balance and on like just general sanity because I'm, I'm really competitive, probably just like you. And, uh, (laughs) like it drives me insane when, you know, when people do better than me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm trying to work on it, but you know, it's not anything to shy away from. Like it's a, it's a blessing and a curse and, uh, it, it's it, it's what allows you to be you know successful right is there anything in particular you could think of that you would attribute you know because you said it earlier the business is helping people so obviously if you're top one percent you're very good at helping other people is there mm-hmm. anything in particular you could attribute like your big heart per se to anything what do you mean by that? Like, why am I the way I am? Yeah, where where do you think that comes from? Um, I just try to act with like, like I I understand the severity of buying or selling a house and like how big of an investment it is and like how uh how big of an accomplishment it is for most people, right. and so I don't take it lightly, you know. And I and I and I know that if I understand that if you're allowing me to help you that you trust me and like, you know, you have, you know, that I have your best interest at heart. And so I'm going to do everything I can to further solidify that in your head. Right. Like, you know, if you need, like, I've done all kinds of stuff, you know, like I've done, like, I probably wouldn't do this anymore, but when I was starting out, like I walk people's dogs for them, I'll take their dry cleaning into the cleaners, you know, like even like still to like a few months ago, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll clean people's pools. Like I, I don't care, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right. And like, and I truly am like, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like I could care less. Like if you allow me to sell your house or help you buy a place, like that's a huge deal, you know? And so I want to show you that I'm grateful for that. And like where that came from, I don't really know, but like, uh, you know, I think it's, 
is probably comes from my family. You know, I mean, we're all, I think we're all just people that, you know, kind of middle-class hard workers, um, you know, and just really want to, I just had a really insatiable appetite for success. You know, like I, I wanted to be in the league so bad. And like, obviously I'm like five, eight, not athletic. Right. So like I, I knew from a fairly young age, that wasn't going to happen. Right. Um, but I was still, you know, I was like, I wanted to be successful in some way. And like, I was always kind of trying to find my way. Um, and so once I got a little taste of this and I figured that like, if I put a lot of work into it, I can be really successful. It just drove that even farther of like, what can I do to elevate the process? You know, what can I do to stand out from other agents? What can I do to stand out to my clients so that they want to refer me? Right. Cause that's, that's how the, the web grows is, is referrals. So that's kind of where it comes from, I guess. I mean, my family and my, my, just my drive. Yeah. That, that's crazy. The unseen stuff, walking dogs, the giant, giant cleaning. That's great. I see why you are. I, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not scared of, I'm not scared of that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm above it. Right. Like I, I, I listen to a lot of uh, big time agents, like way bigger agents than me speak about, speak about the business. And uh, there's this guy named Jordan Peterson or no Jordan Cohen. Yeah. And uh, he's like the top, I don't know, he does like $400 million in sales a year by himself. And he, he sells to a lot of like, L, like LA athletes and celebrities. And uh, he said something that really stuck with me, which was like, you know, the, there's a lot of egos in this business, but we as agents have to remember that like we're the bottom of the totem pole, right? Like when you're buying a house, you're, I work for you. You know what I mean? Like, so if you need me to do something for you and I can do it to get the deal done, I'm going to do it. You know, just, just cause maybe I make more money than you, whatever, but I still work for you. Right. It doesn't, and maybe I don't, that's irrelevant, right? Like, you know, this guy works with like, LeBron, AD, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw, like these type of like A-list, A-list, A-list athletes, right? And he probably makes $10 million a year himself. So he's, you know, he, he does very well, but he doesn't even try to, like a lot of times when you're dealing with athletes and stuff, you don't even get to meet them, right? It's just right. like, you're meeting their business manager, their mm -hmm. financial advisor, whatever it is, right? Um, and he's, he, he just talked about how a lot of agents try to try to get personal like personal relationships with LeBron, right? Which is like, that's stupid. You know, like what, like <laughs> what, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to be his boy. Like it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> um, so he just does his job. Right. And then in turn, that word travels, like his, his financial advisor knows another one, right. Or his business manager knows another one. They know that he's not trying to be in there trying to get pictures and blah, blah, blah. Right. He just wants to get the deal done and get him a good deal. And that's how I feel. Like, I don't, I don't need to be all up in the mix and like, you know, I don't need to be like at your home homecoming or housewarming party and like all your dinners and stuff. I would love that. But I know that that's not always my role. My role is to make your life easier while we're working together. Right. And that's what I do. Your role. Yeah. You stay in your lane. Bro. I was yeah. I was a shooter in high school, man. Like <laughs> just sit in the corner and shoot. Like, don't don't be something that you're not, you know, like it's okay. Like, so that's, that's what I, that's what I live by. That's fire. No, that's going to be the name of the pod episode. Just play your role. Play your role, bro. Just play your role. That's it. That's, oh, okay. Okay. So man, you just put us on game. 
You just put us on game. I mean, that's that, bro. The, when you sh- start stepping out of your lane and start trying to do too much, it's like exactly how it is in basketball. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not that guy, like, don't be that guy. And then you start being that. You try to be that person, and you realize that it's not what you thought it was. You know what I mean? You think you could go score forty a night? You try to do it. It's not as easy as you thought, right? It comes with other problems. It comes with stress, pressure, right? Like when I started trying to get crazy and blah, 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 right? I'm like, this is, I need to just take a step back. Like right. just my ego is going too nuts. You know, like I, why do I have an ego? So I'm working on that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a constant battle, but um, you know, it is what it is. That's, man, that, whoa. You're putting a lot of perspective on me right now in terms of basketball and and business and life in general. That's that's dope. I've just had to have a lot of hard conversations, man. Like, you know, I was a lot of people have told me like. And I'm lucky to have these people around, but when I was in high school and I was hooping, you know, a lot of people told me like. Because I truly believe that I was maybe a D2 level talent, right? Here I am, like, I can shoot a little bit and that's it. Like, I can't do anything else, you know? I know that now. But, like, at the time, I was like, I, could, I can guard, I can, I can shoot, I can get to the bucket, right? Like, I can do all of this, right? Like, and I, I had some people that I was lucky enough to have and they were like, dude, you're just not that person. Like, you're just, mm-hmm. it's all good. You, you have a 4.2 GPA, like, just go on to college and do your thing. Like, I have no doubt you'll be successful, but it's probably not going to be in this sport. Right. And like I held on to that for so long. Like, I know I can do it. I know I can do it. But like at the end of the day, like. I'm a solid rec league player, like maybe I might hit a a 30 piece in a in a trash men's rec league and like I'll feel great. But like I'm not playing in pro-ams like I'm not I'm just not. And that's all right. I mean, like it's I'm not not everybody is is that person. Um, And I also think that like because I let go of that dream from a fairly early age, it allowed me to like see another, another path. Right. Cause I have homies still, and I'm 29. So like, I have homies still who were like, Oh, I'm gonna go play in Mexico, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, what are you doing going to play in Mexico for $1,500 a month? Like just, exactly. you can make that money working at Walmart. Like, just, just give it up. It's all right. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not what you think you are. And, and, uh, and that's all good though. Like that, and that, like, you just got to come to terms with that. And so, I've kind of had to learn that and through different fields for a long time. And I'm still learning that, you know, cause it, it gets hard when I'm like, fuck, I made X amount of dollars this month. Like I'm, I'm balling crazy. Right. And then I have, a, I'm lucky to have mentors who are way ahead of me, you know, financially right. that can be like, okay, relax. Like your ego is getting out of control. You know, and you need that. You need those people. What's what's the biggest thing you think you've learned from one of your mentors? Um, there's a lot. I mean, I think that I think the controlling of the ego is like the most important thing because um, I, you know, like when when you start getting asked to be on podcasts or being asked to speak or you know people are calling you asking you for help, your head can start messing with you a little bit. Right. You know, it can be like, wow, like look at you, you are successful and you did what people thought you couldn't do and like you know like whatever right and uh but at the end of the day like 
what is that? Like, how, what is that? What is that? What gives me the right to have an ego? Because I'm good at selling houses, right? Like I'm, I'm good at a job that literally anybody can be good at. It's not like, you know, I always equate everything to basketball because that's what I know best, but like, it's not like I'm uh, John Morant or like, you know, like I have some, some God given gift that I'm better than everybody else in the world that, that allows me to have an ego. Like I'm just a kind of a good agent. And like, there's a lot of better agents than me in Arizona. And when you, know, when you talk about the world, I'm not even scratching the surface of like good. Right. So like the suppression of the ego is kind of what allows, um, you know, what allows you to grow. And so I, I'm, I'm just starting on that journey, but um, it's been an interesting one. Right. So what do you, what do you, what have you found out is the key to suppressing the ego so far? Um, man. So my, my business coach um, talks a lot about like, he's very successful. He's, you know, wildly wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks a lot about like, just like kind of quieting your mind and like learning how to go into the heart. I mean, this is like, this is a, we're getting, we're going to get into the weeds here, but like, let's do it. You know, like, he, so he talks a lot about like, you know, ego comes from a place of like jealousy or like, you know, a place of hate sometimes when, he, when you talk about other people. Cause I, I, what happens to me is like somebody will have a killer month or a killer year and I'll be like, Oh, like, well, she's married to an orthodontist and she's 45. So like, I'm still doing better than her. When you, when you take into account the fact that I am not married to a doctor and I'm not 45, I'm still doing better than her. That's my, that's my ego trying to like, to be like, you're still better. Right. Like, but my business coach talks a lot about like just silencing the mind and kind of like opening your heart and being more like, um, every morning I listen to this, this meditation, um, track by Ram Das. I don't know if you know who that is, but he, so, so he, I can send it to you after, but he, uh, it's basically like, he just talks about how to love everything. Right. And it helps me to realize like how stupid a lot of this stuff is, you know, like he's like, yeah, like he's like, you know, um, you love a tree, you love a flower, you know, you love uh, a blade of grass, like you love a cat you love a person. Right. And it's just like, for me, when I'm like listening to that, it helps me realize like, why, like, why am I, what is this? Why am I doing this? You know, like, it's just, so it, it grounds me a little bit. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but like, oh, yeah. it just, it grounds me to be like, man, like we're only on this earth for like a blip of time. Right. And like my little world is just, it's just my own little world. Like there's so much more that, that I could be, I could be happier. Right. And like, cause I'm, I'm always just so driven and so ambitious and like, so like what's next, what's next, what's next. What's next? I don't really ever give myself time to like uh, reflect and, uh, and look back on what I've done and like how far I've come. Right. And so that helps me. But uh, yeah, I mean, just the suppression of the ego is like the biggest thing that I've learned as far as how to, I don't know, level up, like all the people that I know that are like super successful are just like, you know, they're not very materialistic. Mm -hmm. Um, They're, they're not 
too full of themselves. Um, you know, and I found that a lot of times people that are like really full of themselves and like super materialistic and I'm pretty materialistic. So I'm trying to work on that, but, uh, those people are just, you know, they need help in some way, you know, like they're just, they're really insecure. They're doing, they're doing certain things for, for certain reasons. And like I was telling you off the, off the air, like my buddy, my mentor, who's, he makes about $10 million a year. Like he drives a Prius, you know, and I asked him like, why don't you, you don't want a ghost. Like you don't want a, you don't want like a, you know, a Maybach, like nothing like that. He's like, for what? Like, what, what do I have? What, who, why am I trying to, who am I trying to impress? You know, I don't, that car is not a, for him, that car is not a logical car to get, right? The only reason that most people have those kind of cars is A, to try to promote themselves as a brand, right? B, they're obsessed with cars and that's, that's fine. You know, that's, that's a different thing. C, they're trying to show it off, right? That's, that's usually what it is, that they're just trying to show it off. Right. Um, so he's, you know, he's like, he's just not materialistic at all. Like he wears the same clothes every day. Like if you met him, you would have no idea that he's balling like that, but uh, yeah, but it's crazy, you know? So I don't know. No, that's bro. Through my self-improvement journey, that's something that's obviously talked about a lot. If you listen to like philosophy and all those different psychology things is like the suppression of ego. And once we were talking about it off the air, uh with me and hooping like once I realized like it doesn't really matter then you just see so many more blessings unfold within whatever you're trying to do and you know with me I'll get caught I'll get caught like watching my followers count watching oh how many likes did this get how many and then once you extract yourself from that and realize it doesn't really matter and finding that contentment within 50 likes and then maybe the next post you get 500 likes and you just still have that same level of contentment. Yeah. It's only, it's only adding fuel to the fire and you never, your, your flame never gets smaller and you don't really fluctuate. That's what I've noticed with suppressing the ego. So that does make sense why so many successful people are so humble are so, you know, level headed. And that, that is a key. That is a key. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have mentors now who, like I said before off the air, that that challenge me. You know, like when I talk to them about different things, that they'll legitimately stop me and be like, "Dude, your ego is going fucking nuts. Like, you gotta you gotta quiet it down." You know? Yeah. And a lot, most people around me are just like, they're yes people. You know what I mean? Like they, because of where I'm at, they're just always like, "Oh yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Like, yeah, you should do that." You know? But like my true mentors are like what the what are you thinking you know what i mean like your ego is is insane like just you got to quiet it down you know um and so i'm lucky to have those people not everybody does but i've uh i've made those relationships over time and i mean i'm lucky what i was about to ask you how did you what was the process of developing your relationship with your mentors so there's a couple different ways um a couple of them I just met through like, you know, chance encounters um, and people like I, I try really hard to if, if, if I meet somebody who's like financially successful, um, I will try to like dig into them a little bit and like learn their story. 
Mm-hmm. And if I learn their story and, you know, I, I, I take a liking to them, then I'll try hard to, to attach myself to them in some way. Right. So like I try to do things to stick out. Like I'm really big on like handwritten notes. Um, so like, you know, if I have a great conversation with somebody, I'll just shoot them out a quick, like handwritten card, just like, Hey James, like really appreciate the time. You know, like, uh, if you ever need anything, let me know. Um, you know, some, just something like that, but like hardly anybody does that. So like just that alone has allowed me to like open the door for mentorship. Um, another thing is I pay for it. You know, I got like my, my mentor, the one that, that I told you the, the $10 million guy, he had a course and it was $8,000 to join the course. Um, and it was, that's a lot, but I figured that if I could join it, it would give me a really good opportunity to get close to him. So I, so I joined it and throughout the course, I just found ways to add value, you know, like, like add value. I, I started sending him handwritten cards, you know, um, like dumb things. Like I, he's really into dogs. Cool. I start sending him like, you know, if I see like a cool dog toy, like I'll just buy it and send it to him. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I just want to make, I want him to know that like, Hey, I'm, I pay attention. You know what I mean? Like, I, I will, I will legit like try to woo these people. Like I'm trying to woo a girl, you know, cause like, cause I want it that bad. Like, I, like if you, ha- if you have something that I want, if you're where I want to be, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get your attention. You know what I mean? Like if, if I have to send you dog toys or I got to, you know, you want to go to dinner at uh, a lot of these, you know, 1130 PM on a Tuesday night. And like, that's when you have time for me, like I'm there, you know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no question about it. Like, you want, you want me to like source a deal for you or like figure something out? Like I will find it, you know, like there's no, there's no question about it, you know, cause, cause these, t- the people that I'm close with at this point, a lot of people want to be close to them, you know? So, so I have no problem paying for it. And then once I pay for it, find a way to make the relationship last after the, you know, after the course is up or after the payment is, you know, is in full or whatever it is. Right. I'm going to find a way that, so that you want to be my friend mm-hmm. and you want to, you want to understand that, like, I want you to mentor me and, and be friends after, after that's up. And so I've, I've just been really lucky and uh, successful at that. And like, you know, that's just, I truly, like a lot of people are, think it's stupid to like pay for courses or like, you know, pay for masterminds and stuff like that. But my mentality is like, if it gives me an opportunity to get somebody's cell phone number or like, you know, learn learn one little tidbit about them that I can then use to get them to have another meeting with me or you know respond to an email like I flew to Vegas uh like two or three weeks like a month ago and I paid five thousand dollars for a dinner to have a dinner with this like the top real estate agent in the world basically like most people are like why would you do that I'm like bro why wouldn't you yeah why wouldn't I like it's it's so rare to get an opportunity to have a dinner with this dude like of course you know and maybe nothing will come of it, but I, I don't go into it with agendas. Like, I just want to make sure that like, actually I'm going to New York tomorrow and I'm going to his office. So like, you know, he's giving me an opportunity to come into his office. So like, who knows if that, if anything will come of that, but like, if I have an opportunity to, to shake hands with, you know, a top one percenter in the world, in their industry, like I'll, I'll pay whatever I got to pay. Right. No, that's, Bro, that's what I'm learning too is investing in yourself. And I, I had a pod episode about this is like 
creating your own luck, putting yourself yeah. in the atmosphere for lucky things to happen to you. Oh, Sam, you're so lucky that da 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 da. No, I'm not lucky. You didn't see the dog toy that I sent him, the letter I sent him, and yeah. he he invited me over. But there was so much more into it, and yeah. people don't people don't see that. People don't see that. Oh, all right. I know I know you're a busy man, but I got a few more questions. Oh, you're good. So, have you had any on your come up? Have you had any experiences, or what's what's been your experience with kind of like watching the snakes in the grass? uh yeah man i mean you know you just like it's uh so for me like i've kind of had to deal with that a lot just like that's a tough one man i mean it's like you have to be aware you have to figure out that's that's part of the reason why i don't i usually don't like tell people what i do or like i try not to show my uh financial success i guess you could say um because of that because you know because i'm still young and like you know i'm not married and whatever um it's it's easy for people to try to latch on and get some money you know um but i i will do things to immediately weed people out if i feel that you're you don't have the right intentions right like I got people all the time. I'm not really going to dive into like friends and stuff like that. Cause that's a little bit, uh, I just prefer to stay away from that topic, but, right. um, you know, I'm lucky to have a really close circle of like Duran, like friends that are just like yeah. my boys, they don't give a shit if I'm a billionaire, if I'm dead broke, you know what I mean? It means nothing yeah. to them. And I'm, I'm lucky to have those people cause not everybody does. Um, but when it comes to work stuff, like a lot of people will be like, Oh, I want to work for you. I want to work for you, whatever. Right. And like, that is a form of a snake, right? People that say, Oh, I want to work for you. You know, I want to help you. Right. I want to help you do this and that. Um, so I always give them a test like, okay, cool. You want to work for me? Like I'm going to be at my office at eight 30 on Wednesday morning. I just expect you to be here. Like that's it. There's no other task. You don't show up. I don't want to hear that your car broke down that you know your mom whatever you know your dog you know got out I don't care you know what I mean like if if I'm in a position to be to be next to somebody that I want to be like I'm make it happen right and so to me those are snakes those are people that they just want to learn what I have to offer and then leave right or they just want to take what I have to offer extract value from me and not give me anything and then move on. Right. And so what I think, what the reason, another reason that I've been going back to the, the mentor, the mentor thing, the reason that I've been able to, to gain good mentors is because I try to bring more value than I receive. Right. right? Because these people are getting hit up constantly. Like do this, let's do this. Please be my mentor, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I try to say like, you know, what can I do for you that other people won't do that will make you want to continue the relationship right and be friends because eventually i want i, I want to be a peer with these people right i don't want to be i don't always want to be like i'm down here and they're way up here right like i want to i want us to be on an equal playing field that's my end goal or me surpass them right and like so you know when people take 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 whether it's financial whether it's mental emotional you know 
tips and tricks, whatever it is, that's a form of a snake, right? Like those are those, those people that are takers. First of all, they don't ever usually do anything because they're just trying to extract, 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 and figure out what the secret is, right? There is no secret, but um, you know, so I try to bring value. I, I try to, and I deliver on, on that, right? If somebody says, Hey, I need you to do this, you know, I'm going to do it. Right. Like, that's it. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bitch about it. You're not going to hear about, you know, whatever. Right. Like if, if my mentor needs something from me, like he knows he can depend on me. And like a lot of people that I've tried to mentor in the past, they just aren't that way. And that's okay. You know, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to pour energy into somebody who doesn't really care. You know what I mean? Cause I, I just have too much I have too much going on and uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm past that point. So when, when you start seeing people that as you grow, right, as you grow in financially uh, success, success wise, I guess as well, um, you will start to see people come out of the woodwork that are like, that you kind of know, you know what I mean? That like, like, you know, whatever, right. People that you know a little bit or that know a friend of a friend, right. And they'll be like, Oh, like I'm just getting into you know, podcasting, like, can you, can I come watch you record and can you help me? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like I'm on the school of thought, like, why would I help you? Like you help me, you know what I mean? And then if you help me enough, maybe I'll help you. Right. So that's a form of a snake, but the personal stuff I've dealt with a lot of that, you know, and I'd be more than happy to uh, dive into that, you know, off there with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you alluded to, no, that's something my aunt, my aunt talked to me about because she's in the media industry. And when she was coming up, a big lesson that she learned, I don't know where she learned it from, but exactly what you talked about. She was never, oh, let's just use Oprah, for example, just because she's big in media. Oh, yeah. Oprah, can you mentor me? Da, 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 da. No, no, she was, look, let me find the gatekeeper. And then let me help the gatekeeper. Oh, you need help filing this? Oh, you need coffee? Oh, da 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 da. Oh, by the way, I actually have a podcast. Yeah. And then she's oh okay, you know. Yeah. So that's actually a good that's reminder. Good, you just you got to find some way to make somebody's life easier. Like you don't you don't get mentors, and you know you don't get to be close to the people that you want to be like by being like, hey, I want to be you. Like you know, can you? show me how to become you like no like no it doesn't it doesn't work that way you know like so I learned that and I just really try to try to do that you know I just try to bring some value in some way that's fire um you alluded to it earlier you said that you do some other investments mm -hmm. so what what kind of investments are you so I do a little bit of like startup investing um and then i do some crypto investing and it's like stock investing and stuff like stock investing is like very just your typical uh you know like mutual funds ets like you know i do like i'll pick a few stocks here and there put some money in uh i do some crypto stuff like I don't, i'm not too big on uh so i'm pretty big well i'm not too big on like researching 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 constantly constantly with investments i'm more of the I'm more of the school of thought of like let me figure out what i like and let me just turn on a weekly buy which becomes what's called dollar cost averaging mm -hmm. so 
I have a weekly buy on Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a few other smaller coins that I just have weekly, right? So I put a certain amount of money into five different coins and uh, I just let that do it, do its thing. I don't ever look at it. I basically don't even, I totally forget that it's there, right? But it's a way for me to continue to grow my portfolio while I focus on the main thing, right? I'm a big, I'm a big believer in keeping the main thing, the main thing. Like I'm good at selling houses. I'm going to sell houses. I'm not going to try to become a crypto trader and let my real estate business suffer, right? My real estate business is how I make my money. Crypto investing, stock investing, startup investing. If one of those things hits, cool. It probably won't. So if it doesn't, that's fine too, because I've been pouring all my energy into real estate sales, which I know is going to continue to grow. Right. Okay. Oh, this might be a little too personal, but I'm just going to shoot. Do you have a strategy on how you like divvy up each of your checks? Like, do you do, cause like I've heard like the 80 or no 60, 20, 20 rule or just different percentages like that. Not really. I mean, it's not too personal, but, uh, so first of all, our checks don't do not account for taxes. So like right off the top, right. All that money that that's for taxes goes into a, a certain account yeah. then from there i usually try to keep it to about 60 40 like 40 percent will go into a savings account which can then be dispersed for investing or whatever it is right and then the 60 percent will stay in my checking account i spend a lot of money you know unfortunately it's kind of a it's a it's a bad habit but yeah. uh you know, 60% of that money will stay in there. And uh, I'll use that for like paying my mortgage, paying my bills, uh, spending money. Like, you know, he, that, that covers my, uh, my business coach costs, like, you know, marketing expenses, stuff like that. Uh Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something that I've been figuring out myself is all right, how are you going to divvy your checks? How are you gonna you just got to figure out what works for you, man. I, you know, like, don't get too uh, into the weeds about that stuff. Just do what yeah. works and, you know, let it, ro- let it ride. Yeah. All right, this is my last question for you. What's a quote you live by? I said it earlier, man. If, if me and you get on a treadmill, you know, next to each other, either I'm getting off or either you're getting off first or I'm going to die. Like that's, that's it. I, I, I'm just going to outlast everybody. That's, that's what it is. That's fire. That is fire. I live by that quote, man. Like if, if me and you, I'm dead serious. Like if we're getting, if we're going at it, you better be prepared for a war. Cause I'm not, I'm not giving up, you know, I'm not, I'm not better than you. I'm not faster than you. You know, you might be smarter than me, right? You, all that, right? I'm sure you've heard Eric Thomas and blah, 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 right? Yeah, like, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you're just not going to outlast me. Like, there's just, there's nothing that you can do about it. And like, I, I go into every day thinking like, oh, look at this guy. He's having a crazy, you know, great month or a great year. Like, that's cool. But I'm going to be here in 10 years, you know, like, are you, are you, are you going to be able to keep up the pace that I run at yeah. for 10 years? I doubt it. You know, like and I just, I'm just getting warmed up. You know, like, I feel like, like I, I have people 
I'm not going to talk your ear off too much, but like, you know, a lot of, a lot of agents in my office, like, how do you do it? You know, how do you continue to work at this pace? Like, cause I'm, I'm kind of a high volume agent as opposed, there's two different strategies. There's like high price point uh-huh. and high volume, right? So I'm more of a high volume, meaning I do more transactions than the average agent. High, high price point means like, you know, high price point. You say you sell more expensive houses, you make the same amount of money as me. I just do more volume. Right. So, um, Aiden's like, how do you do it? You know, how do you do it? I can't imagine myself doing that. And I'm like, that's why. I'm, just getting, I'm just getting warmed up. You know what I mean? Like, if you think that I'm going to run at this pace for five more years and I'm going to be done, like, I'm going 20% right now. Like, that, like in 10 years, I'll be running way faster than this. And I'll have lapped you five times over. You know what I mean? And, and that's not, and I'm not doing that to finish the sprint and be done. I'm doing that because I'm just that much, I have that much more endurance than you. Yeah, you know? that's what you have in your tank. I love that, bro. That's it. That's it. Man, I appreciate this. I appreciate your of time. Course. It was spectacular. And man, they missed the gyms before the talk, too. Man, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. But uh, real quick, everybody, I appreciate you guys for watching. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe. And you heard him say about the real estate game. Word of mouth is the best way for things to grow. So share this, share this, share this. That'd be greatly appreciated. If you learned anything, if you hated the video, I don't care. Just share it. Uh, Sam, any last words, bro? Oh, man. Just, hey, if anybody has any questions, wants to reach out to me, my Instagram is at above and beyond agent. Uh, DMs are always open. Holler at me. Uh, more than happy to answer questions. James, man, I'm super proud of you. Keep, keep, keep grinding. And uh, I mean, I don't even know if you have my cell number, but I'll DM it to you after, uh, after this. And you know, holler at me whenever you need anything. Let's get locked in. Hey, man, I appreciate you, Sam. For real, for real, for real. Everybody watching, like my grandma said, keep going, keep growing. Peace.